1: Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin. And thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. You got to hit us up on all those social media outlets that you go to. Hit us up on the Twitter at TNW Pod. Or how about the Instagram at Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram.com. Uh, check us out, Talking Wrestling, on Facebook. Uh, send us a Gmail at Gmail, uh, Wrestling at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, give us a follow, a like, uh, a tweet, whatever it is. Uh, a heart, whatever you do on Spotify, just do that for uh, the Talking Wrestling Podcast. And if you're on the iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. If you leave us, if you leave us, uh, if you leave us a favorable review and five star rating, we'll send you a postcard uh, from my 1984 Wrestling Postcard Book. Yes, it did exist. So think of an '84, who your favorite wrestler was. In nineteen eighty four we have that postcard. It, you know, this uh, this book is a great postcard book. Or oh, it's also a nice obituary for a lot of wrestlers who haven't been around who haven't been around a long time. Eighty four was a long time ago. So um, you know we have one von Erich left, but one von Eric well we have both Von Erichs in the book. However, only one is left. So uh, with that said, uh, today on the podcast we got a double guest show. Uh, a couple of my friends are touring across Canada I thought I'd bring them in uh I don't know how much wrestling or what we're gonna t- like what the wrestling thing is gonna be but uh we're gonna try to keep it on wrestling but uh anyways I've got uh my one of my best friends in comedy Jason Rouse, is here and a good friend of mine from Mountain Calgary uh Sam is here as well uh, so welcome to the show guys <laughs> pleasure Thank to you. be here sorry we're smoking pot on the show again. I've been smoking. Well, yeah, well, that is a very good, uh, this is see, this is like old-timey radio. <laughs> he's like coughing, he's selling the smoking pot, he's smoking pot, we're all smoking pot. Oh, 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 oh yeah, smoking.
2: <laughs> It kind know. of goes with podcasting right now. It's a stoner kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah, well, maybe it is, but... You might know more about wrestling than me, but I've lived more wrestling than you. What does that even mean? That means that I was born at a time where at the height of the hair metal era of professional wrestling quote. Yes. um, I was a kid in school. And not only that. You were an adult.
1: What are you talking about? Sorry, you've never been an adult. Hamilton was a hot spot for wrestling in Canada in the 80s. Cops Coliseum. Thank you. Cops even, even way scene. before that. Uh, you know, Angela Mosca was a big deal yeah. in the first half of the 80s. Yeah. 84, 85, he started to... Angela Mosca was a big deal in the late 70s well, and he, early 80s. He
2: was doing all these kind of enhancing uh, drugs. With The science hadn't really caught up to it yet as far as side effects and things. I think he had a heart attack. Yeah. And uh, gigantism. Maybe was part of it or something through. Well, he's, a big, abuse.
1: he's a, a big man. He's a big man. I'm correct to say the man was had a steroid problem. He might have. I'm not 100 percent sure. Really? But I asked him about Bob Backlund one time, and he snapped at me and said he didn't want to talk about wrestling. So that to me, now that you say that, Billy probably says steroids
2: would want to talk about wrestling.
1: Billy Corgan loves wrestling. He, he owns, owns wrestling. The NWA, the National yeah, Wrestling Alliance, the, the new savior. Is yeah. that
2: going to be? Uh, is this? Is this
1: a, a third party wrestling league? I don't even know. He just keeps it alive. It doesn't. It's just sort of the National Wrestling Alliance. It's not even a league. It's sort of a, a the, belt that just ty- they give travels me a star, around. Do they have stars? Are they trying to elevate it? I don't any... even think they have a roster. I just think they have really? a champion, a woman's champion, and a men's champion, and they travel around to different independent circuits, and they um, and they travel around to the different independent circuits, and they Is and Bi- they wrestle for them. Is Billy there? Billy well, right now I think he's touring with the pumpkins, but you know, when he's not touring with the pumpkins, his focus is so usually you can on NWA.
2: NC the Vince McMahon, Billy Corgan.
1: Well, okay, so last year he did a card, NWA fiftieth anniversary, or maybe it was hundred and fiftieth anniversary. It was an anniversary nonetheless, and it had a good card. And the main event was Cody Rhodes versus Nick Atkinson, who was the champion at the time, I believe. And Cody Rhodes won the title, and that's his dad's old title, so it meant a lot to him. But I think that belt was like part or of AEW's Dusty all Dusty Rhodes' son? Yes. Which was Goldust? No, no, no.
2: The other one, Cody.
0: Cody's the younger younger, one. younger he was brother. Yeah. Son? Yes.
2: yes. What year did he kind of come in? Early nineties? No, I uh, mid two no, thousands. Mid two thousands? Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I got out at Goldust's son. Yeah. Well, this is like gold dust's younger brother wow but they have different mothers but dusty's wow. the same gold dust was a great character gold dust is still wrestling really yes and he's fantastic yeah looking good too and he's wrestling he one wrestled- piece gold jumpsuit that was his yeah. mo right well one Lightning time bolts. Yeah. at one time they uh it they made shit. they made cody Rhodes stardust and they made him look like gold dust, but put him in a different color. Yeah. And Cody Rhodes looked like crossbeam gold dust and a Monster Energy drink. Oh. He had those colors, or maybe he looked like the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Okay. And but he had sort of a, a cartoon Joker. What are uh, those pitch meetings paint? like? What the? Because they got to go through piece by piece. And go. no, that's just Vince we saying. We're gonna put this together. We're gonna make you both have the name Dust. I think you're gonna be a star. You stardust. Well, you do. That's what I see. That's Doctor Dre, God. to wrestling. Mm-hmm.
2: So, is absurd and crazy. Is a lot of those things really stick and and you know, I don't know what, yeah, what Vince his uh, hand and Hulk Hogan and
0: Piper and you know, Vince Dave will Mel always Rushmore. be the king, but he's had some really weak, weak additions to wrestling.
1: Oh yeah, I can go, uh, tell tell, tell Sam Walker. There's no uh, rule book. Well, for one, let's go
0: with uh, puke. Darren draws. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna puke. puke. Well, he's gonna puke. He's gonna and puke. Because the guy's talent was puking on Q, and so
1: Vince, can you imagine if he had Boomer Phillips? First, First of all, he's, he's gonna, gonna fart. fart. He's, he's gonna, gonna fart. fart. <laughs> he's 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 gonna. Oh my God, he stinks to flatulence. He's gonna fart. He's, he's shitting. He's, he's shitting. shitting his pants. He's shitting into a cup. He's drinking the shit. It's Boomer, so that's the type of things that he would do. People yeah. would pay good money. He's to see videotaping that and it and sending it to Dan Dunn.
2: Instant brownies. <laughs> Remember when Boomer hung a rat in the baking tray? We all oh, smoking jeepers. joints and Boomer goes, Who wants instant brownies? Brown, <laughs> brown poop Oh, these are bad brownies. We don't want brownies. Dan foolishly goes, Yeah, all right. Try Boomer one. comes back. With a cake pan and hops up on the futon, and starts dumping a two-tier coiler right into the pan. And Boomer Dan didn't come back
1: for two years. Dan Dan was. We had three cameras shooting all this. Oh, <laughs> we have it all on video. It's the most insane thing ever. When I was going grab... to. It ends with Jason vomiting up. on the floor in, oh, the, in the kitchen. Oh yeah, that's right. I because the shit fight ensued. Oh, wow. ensued. Oh, boomer took a little fight. piece of a little nugget yeah. and put it just on the corner of Rouse's phone. And then my mother called and I puked. And he freaking picked the phone up and the shit was right oh. there. and then he, No, yeah. I flicked
2: it. He, but then I, I put the phone up to take the call and it was still just humming on the corner oh. of the phone. And I went... Bruh! And then he saw me puke and he
1: goes... <laughs> up. And Boomer's
2: got two cameras and we're just... Bruh! <laughs> Bruh! The floor, we were knee deep and, you know, half and, digested yeah. chicken wings and hot dogs. Vince McMahon would have loved it. <sighs> sounds like wrestling. It, it does. It was like very wrestling. much for wrestling, except it was like free range wrestling. It was like Fight Club and a little bit of uh, uh, um, Warrior, Ultimate Warrior, which is well, probably
1: one of my favorite characters. Well, Boomer would get a little messed up. He liked, being, he liked the Ultimate Warrior. He'd get a little yeah. messed up and he just wanted to beat me up. Mm. And it's very uh, physical in that. House. And he like like I would like have to barricade my 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 doors shut so he wouldn't get in. What would you use? And well, what I would use is psychology. Uh, there were people that survival. Lived, there were people that lived above us. So whenever he would come in and start beating me up, I would make it sound like we were having hot gay sex. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he was uh, homophobic in that way where he go. He would, he, would, he would be like, no, and he would like walk out. And I'd be like, "Oh, come back and yeah. fuck me, Boomer. <laughs> fuck me harder." But he he wasn't homophobic when he'd lay on his
2: floor of his bedroom and listen to the dykes downstairs finger bang each other <laughs> and whack off.
1: <laughs> what a pig! Yeah, that's he'd lay not on the
2: floor and listen to them. Having no, to it would it, got,
1: it would got weird when he would invite you in to listen to them as well. And yeah, you'd, and then you he be me lying stand on, the floor on his neck with jacked They're off. You want to good. Yeah, you I don't have. Her. She doesn't live underneath that the floor anymore. Now I have a guy who uh, plays tuba, and on um, Friday nights he practices tuba. And is one the guy
2: from the A commercial.
1: Well, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like sometimes I'll bring home girls and we'll oh, be having sex, and it's like I don't, a as, a, as a heavy set guy. <laughs> I don't need A and W music. <laughs> <play>. <laughs> you it's know, the like, elephant walk. Samoa. It's like Samoa Joe's music when he comes out to He's the ring for years. <laughs> right. It's like all like it's tuba music. I'm like tuba is like a fat instrument. Don't. And I don't want it to. I are don't. You sh- are you tuba anyway. shaming? This no, guy? no. You're gonna get a Facebook group I, you, after you. you know what I call it. Anyways, the neighbor beneath me. I don't know his name, but yeah. in my mind, it's Dialone T- Larry. No, it's Tuba Gotti. You got Jr. A tuba.
2: That's a commitment. That is like you got to carry that. You got You're unfuckable. First of all, anybody who plays tuba has just like told the opposite sex, or whatever sex are.
1: There's probably a lot of girls girls. Michael J. Fox played tuba in the movie 1984. Because it part. was
2: Michael J. Fox in a movie, that's Michael can do anything in a movie. Wow, well, he can play a tuba with his asshole, as long as there's a time machine involved. He, he can,
1: he can, he can almost have sex with his mother and pull it off and not have anybody be. Don't disgusted. judge my generation, okay? I never realized any of that. This is bringing it back to wrestling. People how incestuous. Uh, Back to the Future was yeah. until the first season of Glow, where Mark Maron was like, I'm writing this script, I and think... it's about uh, a guy who goes to the f- past and meets his mother and he wants to bang his mother, and it's all this. Another guy's like, It's Back to the Future. Like,
2: fuck! No, this is how gangster Michael J. Fox was in the 80s. Okay, he's in a hit sitcom mm. and doing huge. Movies. Yes. I think he continued to do family ties, even though his he film, did. right? Yeah, he had to Didn't need any of 24/7, that. 24 7. So he goes in, his manager's like, dude, you can do anything short of murder and, and get away with it. And he goes, my next movie, I want to try and bang my mother. And then his manager's like, dude, I'm going to see what they say. <laughs> he goes, well, I've got this script here, Back to the Future. I can go back and I, w- I get the chance. He goes, I don't want to put it in. I don't want to pull it out. But I want to be in a movie where I get a chance to try and fuck my mother. It's something I want to live out.
1: And he's like, and get me the girl from Howard the Duck.
2: Was she also in Ventures
1: of Babysitting? Because I know she fucks ducks. Yeah. So she'll definitely fuck her son. Yeah, but Michael J.
2: Fox was not a... Listen, the guy was so good. He got Styles, whatever, yanked out of... Back to the Future, they recast. Back uh, to no, the, Eric, it was here. Eric Stoltz. Stoltz. Eric Stoltz yeah, yeah. got shit corked. Actually, I did drive up the street where Michael J. Fox comes on a skateboard he's hitchhiking in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, there's a, a friend of mine's like flippantly, "Oh, that's where."
1: Blah blah blah. And where like, is that? I couldn't tell you. You can simple. I've been to Doc it. Brown's house. Okay, and and the because the, the house is on the hill, and then it has the hill where it goes down to where the shed is, and that's uh, out near Pasadena is nice. actually that house is ten minutes away from Eddie Van Halen's childhood home. Uh, which I've also been to.
2: David Lee Ross still lives in Pasadena.
1: I know he does. Yeah. 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 He's cool as fuck, and that's why I want to go see Dude,
2: what a what a see. he I didn't know he was so Henry Rollins. He's a paramedic he, for a while. Yeah. Oh after
1: yeah. he was a rock star. Yeah. Yeah, and he was put into um like Hispanic neighborhoods in New York because he's fluent in Spanish. So you know, and they—he's got the paramedic uniform out. But you know what? He was an upper middle class
2: kid who has this blue collar work ethic of like keep learning, keep trying. Yeah. Even though so many people in that industry, they don't even achieve that level of success. Have in they do a VH1 Behind the Music, and it's a horror. You know, Margot Kidder with no teeth eating out of the garbage. That was Lois Lane.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know, she's there's passed away this uh, year.
2: You know, all, the, all most of your favorite music artists have ended up in trash cans.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, David well. Lee Roth well, when, did
2: tons of coke.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Of course. Like, look, at there's that Listen, scene. I'm talking up my ass. There's that scene. Did he? You've read nine of his biographies. <laughs> Dude, there's the scene in the dirt. They yeah, put yeah. him in the movie The Dirt because he's because he was so coked up. They but said why was he in The Dirt? Oh, he's David Lee Roth. He's they break at a, a party. mirror on the
0: back of his head.
1: He's uh, well, yeah, a, mirror a mirror just on his head? He, no, broke he, a mirror. A, a oh, mirror a falls mirror on and on the back crashes of his over his head, and he has no reaction because he's done so much coke. They said he would go to their house, Thanks. and because the fact is, is nobody like Van Halen was already big. And Roth was already Roth. Yeah. But nobody pulled more chicks back in the day than Vince Neil. So he would go and hang out at Motley Rue crew shows, even being Roth, and party with crew because they had so many women. So he would just, they said- And the, he was probably the,
2: tired of hanging
1: out with his own crew anyway. Oh, he hates Van Halen. He. To the, oh, now that's it's right. More, now it's more, he's talking about it more and more these days that him and the brothers don't get along. They never have- that's what creates the great music what is they constantly though? fight. What is the and problem? And he's the face of Van Halen. What is
2: the problem? Like What's when that? I saw Metallica as some kind of monster, it was like, I don't want to see behind the curtain that much.
1: Well, Just get out there and everybody, rock. Everybody wants to believe that they're all best friends. Like when you see Motley Crue Listen, on the last tour, it's and a they fuck all fucking at the piano singing Ho Sweet Home," and they're like, this is, and you think, yeah, they're all best friends. You know, like one time Matt Billen was at the same hotel, him and Meyerhog were in Winnipeg, and crew was there that night. And remember when crew was touring Canada every winter? Yeah. It seemed like Canada was the only place you know to why? listen to crew. Because they fucked all those Canadian chicks. Love
2: well, in the Britain, in, in uh, Kelowna. They're, they're not going there for the money. There's chicks in there that have just been working out all winter tanned up they watched every Motley Crue video and they're gonna play the part you know I met girls in rural Canadian cities that Vince Neal is come inside of that I couldn't even I couldn't finish
1: alright um, with so that so Matt said, Billen so Matt Billen and Paul Myhog uh, Matt Billen and Paul Myhog are at the hotel they're, they're doing the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and Vince and Nikki come in both on Harleys, and uh, and and he, Matt just told me that he goes, yeah, Vince and Nikki came back. They were on Harleys. They were just dri- they were driving around town, and I was like, that's fucking awesome. I'm glad, so glad they're getting along. Like I was just happy to hear that they were doing what I believe Motley Crue does on tour, which yeah. is ride Harleys down streets and go to nudie bars and bang fucking strippers. Girls,
2: yeah. girls,
1: yeah. girls. Like when I go to uh, LA The Sunset Strip is my favorite. It's not even a museum, you... but it is to me. Did yeah. I
2: bring you the Rainbow?
1: Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. We Ron Jeremy. We got in Hammer with Ron Jeremy. That was like one of the mm. best nights of my life. I remember when we got there. <laughs> we got in the patio. We hooked up. Like I went to we were all doing different things. And we all hooked up there and it was like comics. Yeah. Comics at the fucking Rainbow Room. Like metal and comedy my two yeah, all the rubs.
2: We, we were at comic con for yeah. rock and roll nerds
1: I was so I was at the Whiskey Go Go first yeah, time they, ever they, yeah. there's dudes dressed like Sam in there Say, yeah and got cow, white cowboy boots and good, dudes <laughs> look like me everywhere no and uh, so I go to see Whiskey Go Go Bumblefoot's playing there from Guns N' Roses nice and we're, we follow each other on Twitter so after the concert get to meet Bumblefoot Billen came down from the comedy store and he's with me And the next thing you know, we're going up to uh, the rainbow, and my buddy Jason Harper's in town from Ottawa. I just got my gun license that day. John Doerr shows up, Rouse is there. Uh, So now it's a crew of like a bunch of Canadian comics and fucking Ron Jeremy and a gold statue of Lemmy. And Rouse is like, Carmen, we can smoke weed in here, (laughs) break out those blunts. Yeah, on the patio, you know, Cypress Hill would be
2: there smoking pot.
1: Oh, uh, we smoked blunts and, like, held court all night long. There's, and girls are coming up and, like, hitting on me. And, like, that's where I got my closer. Where she was, like, that girl, there's this real hot chick. And she was, like, uh, she was like, um, nobody wears red hats. And I was, like, what are you talking about? She's, like, red hats. Nobody wears them. I'm, like, why? She's, like, present. Nobody wants to look like stupid present. And she's, like, and I'm, like, well, I didn't get the fucking memo. And she's like, you know, and she's like, where are you from? And I'm like, Canada. Canada. How the and fuck? Then and, then, and then she's then she's like. Uh, you want to fuck? And then she looks at me. She's like, looks at me. And then and she goes, well, what are you even doing here? And I was like, and I, without even hesitation, I was like, I'm here to fucking make red hats great again. <laughs> and it was so great. And it won her over immediately. Like she had socks on that were like those woman's cat socks that go up to their knees. Yeah. But these <laughs> ones said bitch all over them. Like, this is a fucking chick at the Rainbow. She, and then she's in My L.A. My wife, goddamn She's like it. a she's like a solid like eight to ten. You know, suicide yeah. girl, a former
2: model, got two tattoos, did a sp- porn one summer,
1: picked yeah. up a blow and habit, hitting on me. Like it's just like crazy. I could not believe it. it Casey got a... the Night of Shadow Marmot. Friggin' walked away with, you had two numbers. It was it was, it was insane. But I'm just dressed like, a, I'm like, like I dress all the time. I'm wearing a Van Halen t-shirt and a fucking ball cap and a hoodie. And they're like, this guy is so rich. Yeah, this he guy does doesn't give a, give a fuck. fuck. They or they Michael Moore, that's yeah, why. Or they thought, um, yeah, that's what they think. But the actuality is this guy is in so deep. Yeah. He's just fucking tread yeah, water. you're Rick Rubin. And Rick does not Housecoat know what the beard. fuck's going
2: on. I make deals. Then you pour out a glass of your own piss at a bar.
1: Yeah, it right. was a good
2: time. We'll be back in February, you said?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're going to do
2: an anti Valentine's Day show. So
1: maybe uh we'll um, figure that out. Now, Sam, you uh grew uh, up in Calgary. In Hamilton a wrestling hotbed. You grew up in yeah, Calgary, Calgary also hotbed. Do you have any stories of uh, running into any of the Stampede wrestlers or the Hearts?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I worked out at BJ's gym back wait. in...
1: Sorry. That must have spiked. Uh, wait. So, you worked out at BJ's gym. Yeah. And BJ is Teddy, Teddy Hart's, Hart's dad. dad. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And this that's is, where... It... Uh, this is the best. Yeah. Okay. Here we... Folks... If you sat through all that fucking party talk <laughs> with Jason Rouse, party time was Jason Rouse. Uh, and somebody's like, "Why is he doing Eddie Delisetti on the show?" Um, so anyway, if, it's yeah. True. Now is wrestling. Okay,
0: go on. Yeah. So uh, BJ's gym is uh, kind of like a mecca for bodybuilders and wrestlers. Legendary that were coming through Calgary. Everybody all the
1: wrestlers worked out there.
0: Yeah, trained there. They've since Warrior torn, worked there. Torn it down. But uh yeah in 2005 I wanted to get into wrestling as a wrestling manager. That was uh I knew my physicality wasn't there. Yeah. As far as being a wrestler, but wrestling manager that was my dream. And so I started
1: working out there and uh Okay, one so- one second. I also wanted to be a wrestling manager. What type of gimmick did you have for yourself as a manager cuz I took my gimmick from an episode of Happy Days, where the villain was called the Candyman, and he wore a white tuxedo, and he would whip people with cherry licorice.
2: Oh, I like that. So I—that like was—that was the was, boss. The Candyman.
1: Yes, that's what I was gonna do. I was—I go was gonna be
0: John Revolta, and I was gonna hit you with a fucking paint can.
1: Yeah. Hey, okay. that's great, John you Revolta. I love worst. it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks. John Revolta and the Candyman. The Candyman. <laughs> I think you guys just became tag team partners. It's, it's a
1: total rip off of an episode of Happy Days, which is oh. one of my favorite episodes. Even even <laughs> better. But uh yeah,
0: it was right around when the raw tenth anniversary was coming out and I had the I'd bought the for Stu Hart's eighty eighth birthday, I went to that. His final birthday. Yeah. Was uh in two thousand and three. There was a wrestling match at uh the Ogden Legion of Doom. <laughs> And, uh, I had this magazine that I've been trying to get Brett Hart to sign Uh and it was, uh, him and Shawn Michaels on the cover. And so I kept it in my backpack, my workout backpack for like six months until I caught Brett training there. And he had a moment and I went down into the locker room and brought it up and gave it to him to sign. And, uh, he took it, signed it, and I was going to tell him to sign it on Shawn Michaels face. (laughs) And he did it anyway. Uh (laughs) I, I didn't even have to tell him.
1: That's, That's the good. best. I bet she does that every time. Yeah. not
2: they? Wasn't he married into the family? Who, Brett? Uh, no, uh, Sean Michaels. Didn't he marry? Uh, he probably man's daughter or some somebody's. No. First off, no? Sean
0: fucked everybody.
1: Yeah. Okay. Whoa! Uh, from Sonny to Do you Manson, think back. for reals. Yeah. His character was pretty.
0: Oh, he was one hundred percent living the gimmick, yeah.
1: Daddy. He was a very prima donna. He was a very. Yeah. Uh, he was very. Uh, whether people like to admit it or not. Like the singer of Steel he was, Panther? He was, he was as, as straight as yeah. the Gold Dust character was. He was very, uh, what's the word, Ad- Adronia? What's the word for and like? Androgynous? No, androgynous, he, was, yeah. he was, yes, he, he was. He was
2: explicitly campy and kind like, of queer. Like, look
1: all he wore was gay gear. Like Demolition. No, they, but all they you wore look at was every rock gear, band. You he know. wanted to look like a yeah. rock star. Well, that's because Rob Halford started that look and everybody copied him. <laughs> Rob Halford was Rob gay. gay. Rob Halford's gay? What? Of yes. Judas Priest? Yes. What are you talking about? This is this is the, what the movie Rockstar is based on. Oh, no. Chris <laughs> the Ripper Owens had to replace him. on, man. Him. Yeah, he's gay, which is there's nothing wrong with it. He's that's, he's back in the band. I why. Because I asked for an
2: autograph.
1: And he just started banging my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's his finisher.
2: Never get anyway. down on one knee in front of a rock star. I don't know if he's gay, but he is now. You fuck a kid's mouth because this is '87.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. And We're not talking about Pat Patterson here, right? He must... I met Pat Patterson oh. on uh, this summer. Oh, summer. How many pedophiles? The have original come up? intercontinental champion yep. himself. I friggin' got starstruck when I when he rocked in the room. I, my, my my eyes just went like, <gasps> oh, no, and no, like don't. Dolph Ziggler was already there. And Zach Ryder oh, and uh, Tyson Kid was you're there, in. and uh, yeah, I was part of the show, so it was it was fantastic. But anyway, let's get back to um, the Bret Hart story. So yeah, so you got to autograph from Bret Hart, BJ's gym.
0: Yeah, and I'd been uh, like uh, Natty was working out there, and TJ, mm-hmm. and of course Te- Teddy Hart, and I just uh, I took like Diana Hart's aerobics class a few times. Wow. <laughs> And it was just like basically
1: <laughs> ha- hanging around. Have you ever read Diana Hart's first book? I fucking you can't find? I fucking wish. I read it. Oh. It's the most insane thing ever. Like yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. no it's like when you read it, you're like, Yeah, I understand why they pulled this off the shelves. I read all the good ones, uh, Ring of Hell and yeah. uh was the
0: Bruce other one? Hart's Bruce Hart's Book of Jealousy. Oh. Bruce is my favorite of the hearts.
1: Okay. My oh. very
0: favorite. Uh and actually Cuz I feel
1: like a, a Bruce is telling a lot of these stories which is true. Yeah. But they've all like every time he had a good chance with the WWE, it just Fucked fell it through up. or something <laughs> like that or Brett squashed it. And that's like he has this like I'm You know, I don't know who's the older brother between Bruce or Brett. I think Bruce Bruce, is. Bruce is. But Bruce is like, he has that resentment towards Brett. Yeah. So whenever they take family issues, like the Owen thing, Bruce is leading the hearts on the WWE side, and Brett and Martha Hart are on the other side. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, I just think there's this unspoken rivalry between Bruce and Brett, because Bruce was always the greatest, the best looking until Brett hit it in the WWE. Yep. Like in Stampede, Brett was Brett's not up. Bruce Big Hart. Bruce was the Booker. Like and there times Bruce used to
0: come in and clear a ring of like eight gorillas.
1: And people would go nuts. Die, yeah. And it, was like and, it was like, and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and Brett's like, and Brett would say always say things like, you know, I never wanted to be like, uh, you know the the promoter's son that just got over because yeah. he's the son. I always wanted to earn it, Wrecking the respect ball. for the boys. It's like who and do you Bruce think Bruce is like? And fuck you, that? Yeah, and Bruce is like, yeah. Who do you think he's talking about there? He's talking about Bruce. Yeah, you know, or else he's like, WWE wanted to make me a cowboy, and I'm I don't want to be a cowboy. Bruce is a cowboy, you know. So it's just crazy. These little knocks towards Bruce. It's family.
2: It's family. Shit. Family
1: feud, yeah. Big families have a lot of problems.
2: And not to mention, like, what a fucking... Tragic family. Wild...
1: Not, not as tragic as the Von Eric's. Because no. the thing is, um, somebody once pointed this out to me. Bret Hart is very um, lucky because on every tragedy that's happened with Bret Hart, he's been on the sympathetic side of it. Yeah. He's never been in a tragedy like Hulk Hogan where they, get, they tape him having yeah. a sex tape and he drops ah, an M-bomb and it nothing. ruins his career. You know, yeah. like he wasn't like that that's guy.
2: like standard show business controversy now. A racial slurs and a fuck tape.
0: That's, yeah. all, that's all they have to go on now.
2: Which is my new special is coming out. <laughs> fuck tape and a racist phone call. It's, it's recorded last week. There's some real. Party it's been clashes. recorded last
1: week for the last twenty years. Yeah.
2: You can hear a lot of bottles breaking on the wall behind me.
0: Um, well, with uh, with Bruce, yes. He used to be my substitute social studies teacher.
1: Social, okay.
0: Yeah, uh, him and Keith both were in the Calgary school system, and so when your teacher wouldn't be there, one of the hearts would be there, and Bruce would be wearing his fucking leather jacket, wearing his yeah sunglasses with his fucking blonde hair.
1: He's trying to pick up chicks. Yeah, (laughs) he's trying to fuck high school girls. Well, he did. Sorry to make that drop, but there's Bruce well, Hart alle- dated, uh, a, like, a, no, no, he, he married a girl like very young and started dating her when Jerry she was a Yeah, it was, like no Jerry Lewis. it was no big deal. It's no big deal. Yeah, he was a teacher, True he love. was a teacher. Alberta, he yeah. was a teacher. It was okay, Alberta. She was Back awake was, when she was and married, he's, uh, Bruce Hart. Yeah, so anyway, sorry, I did, did bring that up, but well, anyways, yeah.
0: and he'd wear his kicking wrestling cowboy boots and he'd have his feet on the fucking desk for the whole class. And he just talks shit about other wrestlers the whole the whole show. We'd be ta- we'd be asking about like, hey, can you do the sharpshooter? Yeah, enough of the sharpshooter. Let me tell you about the Undertaker. <laughs> just a farm
2: really? boy
1: from Texas.
0: Yeah, spilling all this dirt. And this is in the '90s before internet and dirt sheets and stuff like that. So we were just, God, that would be the best substitute
1: it teacher ever. Look like Casey's it was. gushing over here. I am so because... happy. Like I would be like, I would be like, teachers pet. Teacher's pet. He didn't even Pat. take
0: off his sunglasses. The whole time, <laughs> it was awesome. So yeah.
1: Bruce Hart wears his wrestling gear <laughs> to his high team, school. What, what grade are you in? I'm in grade eight. And it's okay. And this is and it's <laughs> and it's high school. No, no. Uh, oh, but we're but grade eight. Grade eight's junior high. Yeah. Uh, seven to nine is oh, junior great, high. Oh, great, great, great. So he's grade eight. You know, like, top of the school. Yeah, and he's just walking the halls like he's fucking Kenny Powers. Well, he was subst- <laughs> substitute
0: teacher, right? Holy but yeah, well, shit.
1: Kenny Powers was a substitute teacher <laughs> That's first. Right. Time. I was trying to place it. It's totally that. It's Kenny Powers. leather jacket, the boots, the glasses. Yeah, Holy walking down shit. the hall, kids are like Bruce Hart, Bruce Hart. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Fuck. Like, it's Kenny Powers.
0: Well, that would have been right when wrestling wasn't really cool at the time. It was oh. after... That was, like, right around, like, fake Razor.
1: Okay. Fake like
2: Razor Ramon? Fake yeah. Razor Ramon. Yeah, but Bruce Hart yeah. never
1: had a knock on him, like, as far as what he was... Like, he brought Stampede back after they sold it. Yeah. Just without even... Without spent even the like, family fortune, as yeah, Brett says like, in his book. Yeah, it's... Uh, that family is interesting because <laughs> Stu would always be rich and then wrestling would drain him and then he had so much property, he would just sell a chunk of land oh. and he'd be rich again. Yeah. And then the wrestling would drain him and then he would sell a chunk of land. Who, like Vince McMahon? No, no. Oh. No. Stu Hart. Oh. Stu Hart owned like all Acres. that area where the house is, like that whole hill in Calgary, That's it's all yeah uh, now. Boness as that, well. That was all heartland. Oh, and yeah. like he owned a, like he owned a beach where uh, one of the sons used to friggin' charge people onto this beach and just throw parties all summer and make all this money. And By I said like NASA, now it's a provincial park or something like that. Yeah,
0: right? they had to sell it. My dad arrested the Hearts for throwing an illegal concert one time.
1: Okay, tell this. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Now, was <laughs> citizens arrest, <laughs> or is your dad a, like the a, big boss a man?
0: Citizens or... arrest? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, let me show you this belt
1: buckle. <laughs> what? What is this? He's making me look at his dick. Oh, hold on a second. It's Calgary Police Service 100th anniversary. Oh, that's awesome. You're just like Maddie Billen. Yeah, this Maddie Billen's a... dad was an RCMP undercover RCMP officer. My dad shot two cops. <laughs> In Wait, the mouth. You're like, sorry, my dad shot Tupac. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I've been watching Hip Hop Revolution lately. Good, like Russell got an Ru- e- Emmy for it. I know. I was, I was just Emmy. to say, ups to Russell Peters for creating that fucking thing. It's very good. It's, it's like who knows this much about hip hop, Russell? Yeah. You know, nobody like Russell's so Dude, I'm over deep there. with hip hop
2: big daddy cam at tone Loke in his living room abruptly and there's no like hey man there's kind of a bunch of cool people at the house you just kind of show up and it's like Pandora's box of like fighters and music <laughs> artists and <laughs> and, and uh, he just hangs out with his heroes. John favaro <laughs> you know a co-op and this big guy's got his armor on Russell you know like too close for comfort kind of but I don't know who this person is, and uh, he's really chummed up. And it turned around, and it's John Favreau. <laughs> and he goes, Yeah, it's pretty crazy, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy how big John Favreau's become. Yeah. Like, likeable personality. Swingers. swingers. Yeah. The first time I ever yeah, I mean, yeah, took notes. He made Iron him. Man. Like, you're not, he's not the guy in Iron Man. I know. He made that fucking movie. That's his movie super nerd like it's insane the, yeah. the success and the, that John Favreau's had but with now back to Bruce John Favreau's no Favro but fuck it back to Bruce Hart yeah and back to arresting the harts <sighs> for throwing a concert who was on the concert Do you know uh you know what i don't have the details
0: this is like uh At Stampeders? late late 70s uh kind of thing but uh yeah they got they got the call to go in and uh shut it down and uh one of the boys wasn't uh being forthcoming and shutting it down. It was like, all right, arrest him. And then they clear, cleared the whole place out. There was also another time where uh, Tokyo Joe... Midget? No. Uh, he was Boy. one of the lead trainers for Stampede okay, Wrestling. Yes. Uh, lost his leg in a car accident. Wow. Yeah. He uh, was changing a tire and then got rear-ended and <sighs> lost the bottom half of his legs. Still wrestled. Tokyo Joe was uh, indigenous. A lot of people don't know that i didn't know that no yeah but uh yeah they went to arrest him at the hotel because he was drunk and uh causing a ruckus and uh they just basically talked him down and was like yeah we know you can fucking tear us all up so just come with us and uh joe was happy with the respect
2: and went quietly that's crazy because gentleman- he could have
1: he could have oh. superflied. Or, or, or I don't Ken know. What,
2: describe the physicality of this guy.
1: First off, this is the guy when that you said
2: indigenous. Like you mean he's a native, native Cana- Canadian. Canadian?
1: He's yeah. not really Japanese. He's,
2: okay, okay, okay. But, but I, American uh, would say that he would look more. They don't have a point of reference at that point.
1: No, no. They like look at there were there were uh, he didn't look you look know Latino Chief no. J. Strongbow is a name. It, it was Italian. Yeah, most of the native, the natives all the you saw, all the all the natives <laughs> that you saw wrestle, and all the Russians, they were all not native and not Russian. Yeah, like like Ivan Koloff, the most famous Russian of all time, oh. is from Quebec. He's Canadian. Wow,
2: isn't it weird? We go well. We don't like how you do it, so we're gonna rewire this whole thing, and have it somebody else play your part in in the world. Yeah. yeah. The Von better. Erich
1: family, the Von Erichs were created by Stu Hart. He had a big motherfucker that matched up the size with the Von Erich father uh, and uh, put these two guys together oh, uh, which I was that. which was Fritz Von Erich and Waldo Von Erich and their gimmick was they were Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> they were full on Nazi oh, gear. Yeah. And then <laughs> So people think <laughs> that Waldo and Fritz are, are brothers and related, but no, they're just two people that what Stu Hart put together. What are saying, yeah, And the Von Erichs still go by the name Von Erich to this day you could just see when their the, family name is Adkinson.
2: The lawyers that's under Vince McMahon, and they're going in, they're starting to hear the this trickle down. Vince,
1: this is Stu. Stu Hart. Yeah. I Nothing would just like be, a good ethnic well, Can you imagine, uniforms. though, like, so that the cops ever have to go... To the hard house and be like... we be getting death threats. Or what was it like when Stu went in to get the boys out? Oh, like,
0: man. There were so many... See, that was the thing about uh growing up in Calgary is... Especially... This is before the internet age. I remember one of our family friends was... Her brother was Ben Bassarab. Yes. And Ben huge. was... Yeah. And these guys were like on Stampede Wrestling every Saturday morning. And I'm over at their at ben's sister's place playing with my strike force wrestlers i only had tito Santana and rick Martel. yeah and uh i'm playing and my mom told me it's like ben's a wrestler but don't ask him any questions about wrestling and so this huge guy rolls out of the bedroom in the morning while i'm playing downstairs like you know five and this guy is like 6 out
1: to the gills yeah 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 and it's like, like know, boomer you no way bigger way, way bigger. bigger this yeah, is yeah. the 80s yeah. yeah this is the 80s these guys are all Jacked. on the gas yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: and uh the amount of food the guy would eat he would eat a whole loaf of bread with peanut butter and bananas like a whole loaf that mm-hmm. would be the meal for the thing kind of deal so That's i got great. to yeah i got to see that from a young age but there was always stories in the news about like and also like the behind the scenes mom worked at a hospital dad was a police officer so I always got to hear a lot of dirt on what was going on in the city. I just a quick story about like the attitude my dad had about okay. me growing up was uh like he never pulled any punches. He never sugarcoated anything to me. When I was twelve years old, I threatened to run away. And he said, Yeah. Well you go ahead and do that. Within three days you'll be playing with your privates for some dirty old man. And I was like, uh maybe I'll just rethink my whole policy on this running away. Yeah, you but should have did it earlier. Get, make some real money. I know what you mean, right? But it
1: was... You're doing it right now with this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: so I wasn't listening.
1: I'm oh, sorry. He was talking about hooking up with some dirty old man. You are going on playing like with my privates. Man. Your dad was right. That's what we're getting at.
0: Yeah. yeah, but he cock-blocked my true money-making yeah. ears.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyways, yeah, yeah. But your dad was like... So I
0: heard uh, all the stories about... And then, like, there was... Do you remember when Davey Boy Smith spiked that guy on his head at the back alley? Yep. And almost con- paralyzed him. And then uh, had to go to court yeah. for a number of years. These kinds of things happen in Calgary all the time.
1: Very physical city. Yeah. Well, so Bobby Keel and Stan Thompson, but- these two... Oh, no, no, these two... Oh, old these guys Bob are legends dead. bobby's dead sam st- Stan's R. 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 been
2: stabbed 8 times in st- hamilton
1: for making a comment Stan- about a
2: girl's tattoos got stabbed yeah. in got, the no, no, neck
1: no 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 he didn't get stabbed he got executed gangland style he <laughs> they held him and they cut him from ear to ear oh Jesus. yeah they're trying and to cut he, his head off and he and this they, is in the day they murdered, survived so he he was murdered in Hamilton and he lived and when they sewed his throat back together they told him his voice might be fucked for the rest of his life he spoke and they said yeah it's, it's horrible he goes what are you talking about I've never sounded better <laughs> so it was like his voice was uh, the exact Stan same. you're talking through a hole in your neck but Stan is a legendary uh, figure in, of just folklore <sighs> yeah. in in, uh, in Canada I and, love Stan Thompson yes and, 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 and Bobby Keel the same and I love Bobby Probably and, uh, been across
2: a- the country more times than any Canadian comedian. Exactly. Ever. And I don't know what that means. Is it more years? But yeah. if you're fucked, like me, Ron Jostle, and Stan ran out of gas about an hour and a half outside of Sudbury in minus 42. Yeah. <laughs> in a wooded fucking murder highway where I got it on videotape somewhere, and we were scared. We ended up have pushing um, the car down. Uh,
1: I can't tell you what happened after that, but. Uh, <laughs> well, my story is not as bad. Bobby Keel and I, we were, running, we were in the Maritimes, me, him, and Toby Hargraves. We ran out of gas on a highway, and as we're pulling over, a cop car passes us. I said, Bobby, flash the lights at that cop car. <laughs> so Bobby fl- starts flashing the lights at the cop car as we're pulling over, and we shut off our car. The fucking cop car woof, turned around, threw the lights on, came back and he's and then the, gets to us and he's like he goes excuse me and he knocks in the window Bobby goes yes officer he goes, he goes did you pull me over and, uh, <laughs> and Bobby said why yes I did uh, he goes we're out of gas and we're gonna need help and he goes you didn't see the sign that said no more gas turn now and you're like he goes nope I got two idiots in the car I must have been distracted and he goes what are you guys doing and he's like we're comedians and he goes well, I'm not much of a comedian, but look at my name and his name on his his office officer shit uh, cunt. No, <laughs> no, Dennis Miller. Oh, hilarious! <So, laughs> yeah, get so we, the trunk, asshole. Where's the fucking <laughs> gas station? Well, get to the part where you no, shoot him. You know what the guy says? Shoot goes, him, Casey. Goes, shoot he goes, him. He goes, the gas station's at the next exit. Uh, he goes, if you would have took the fat guys in the back seat and put them on the hood of your car, you could have coasted and made it. And I was like. All right, Dennis Miller, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, cool know, officer. Like, you know, we're, the, we're the comedians. So yeah, I go with Officer Dennis gum? Miller, and fucking he brings the jerry can, and we fill it up. And uh, thank you, Officer Dennis Miller at the Maritimes. But that was uh, my story with Bobby. But that's not the story I want to tell. Um, so Bobby used to live with Stan, and Jim Anvil Nineheart lived oh. next door. Oh, no. And Jim and Stan partied together a lot. But they Bob, but, but but Bobby never liked the Anvil, and the Anvil didn't like Bobby. And one they time, drinking, and one time they were at the bar <laughs> in their neighborhood, and uh, Bobby's drinking, and he's on a stool, and uh, he makes a comment to Jim about how's the fake wrestling coming along. Oh no, Jim, open heart, open hand, clap slaps him in the ear, and knocks him flying off the stool. Like and Bobby's tough. Like Bobby was is a fighter, and he could like like he's in like one of those 60s, guys. He's sixties. Even in the sixties, yeah. you wouldn't want to fuck with him. I made Chris Gordon so afraid of Bobby Keel one time because I said to Chris Gordon, "I'm like Bobby Keel's got a, ta- a a tattoo of a black scorpion on his chest, and they say if you ever see it, it's the last thing you'll ever see." <laughs> so Gordon had to go to Cranbrook with Bobby, and I said, "Remember." Don't bring up the scorpion. <laughs> and pray to hell you don't fucking see it. So Chris right Yeah. So Chris is like fucking anxiety ridden the whole trip. <sighs> and then he's drinking with Bobby on the Saturday night after the show. And Jeb's Fink is somehow in the room as well. And Chris Gordon goes, Uh, Bobby, is it uh is it true that you have um, a scorpion tattoo on your chest? He's like who fucking told you I have a scorpion tattoo <laughs> on my chest? I just heard. Did you have a scorpion tattoo? I just uh, want to ask why. He's like, why? Because a scorpion never changes. You not know the fable? And then he fucking rips off the shirt oh, and he no. fucking cords the scorpion <laughs> thing and jumps to the fucking. Cord takes it to the end of the world. And then, oh, uh, uh, Bobby doesn't tell him the fable. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, there's nothing. <laughs> he knows he's get murdered. But then he thought he was getting murdered. And it was like so funny. He's like, "That's it? It's yeah. just this fable, yeah." Yeah, that's yeah, it. it. There's no. I built him up like it was some sort of. Mo- but anyways, Bobby hated Jim the Anvil so much that Jim the Anvil passed away the day before Bobby did. Wow. And Bobby said on his deathbed, when like the last day he survived and he knew he was gonna die the day that he was going out, he t- told Mac Walker, "At least I beat that. At least I beat that fucker, Jim the Eighthart." <laughs> <laughs> like he lived one day longer than Jim Neidon. Oh, wow. And uh, he was happy to go out like that. So That's pretty insane. But where are we on time there, Big, big Ross man? 45. 45 minutes. Well, and we'll, uh, close, we'll get ready to close her up on uh, some wrestling stories. Is anybody watching AEW or WWE or anything like that right now? Because we're in a time in wrestling where wrestling is going to be bigger than ever. Because the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars now owns a wrestling company, they're billionaires. Anthem. Why is there more company... wrestling in Vegas? What's I that? never understood that. Vegas would seem like
2: an epicenter almost. for well, AEW style started of entertainment. going there. AEW has started going to Vegas, so like they they can always coattail or, or or be in the midst
1: of a UFC event. They could do anything, and it's we're getting to a time where NXT is now on the main roster. Is the yep. main roster itself. So there's now three brands across the board. And now AEW, uh, Impact has been bought by Billion. Like they just bought Access Television. So they have a major now outlet. It's a great time for wrestling. And uh, if you haven't watched it recently, fucking go to an indie show and enjoy. Sad thing, Lance Storm closed the Storm Academy oh, in Calgary. Oh, no. Yeah, that sucks. But I think That's there's going to be an NXT Canada. Or I think that he's going to go work for the WWE in the Performance Center. That's what I think, anyways. That'd be a be a smart move. Lance is a stand-up guy. Yeah. When I uh, I emailed him to ask him if I could go to the Storm Academy and just look around and yeah. like, watch what they do and just talk about it on my podcast. Lance was like, yeah, I don't have time for other people's podcasts because I barely have time for my own. And I was like, wow, Lance Storm just fucking emailed me and was like, really serious. <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah uh i haven't been watching a whole lot of the the
1: current product but i one for you like when that starts someone else pick up the conversation eh? like jesus what is this podcast fucking 301 no no it doesn't just because we're just making talking. sure
0: we weren't You're, gonna be all right i didn't I was going to get his wallet.
2: <laughs> I was, Jason got his phone. I got his mouth.
1: Would you bang a dead guy's mouth? This has nothing to do with wrestling because he's dead. I shouldn't even Are we have recording?
2: Yes. Oh, crap. Anyway, yeah. Jimmy F- the Superfly Snooker was my favorite. Yes. The, the murderer.
1: The murderer. He murdered someone. Yeah, his you know girlfriend. That. I knew his there was girlfriend. something in his eyes. I liked him. He, he killed murdered, his girlfriend? Yeah, he killed his yeah. girlfriend and got away with it. Uh, for how many it, years for well the uh, right until the end right until he was incompetent end. to stand trial yeah they finally brought him alcoholic? to alcoholic yeah pills yeah. pills cocaine a lot of cocaine <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy the Super <laughs> Superfly yeah you think he was high when he jump on blow with his
2: uh, hands 100%, 100%. <laughs> can you yeah. imagine that you ripped that's why I had that look in his eye he goes I am
1: so coked out yeah. right now
2: yeah I brought have up to jump yeah off the top turnbuckle Luckily, he couldn't get a hard-on.
1: Dude, the guy got a fucking coconut busted over his head. And ah! was never the same and, ever and, again. And got right back Oh, did up. he have a problem? It didn't break right? Well, he didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah, It was not supposed to happen. Ro-
0: Roddy Piper smashed a live coconut on his head.
2: They
1: didn't score it and make it no. junk? It <laughs> no. It was no. a real coconut? It was a real, real coconut. coconut, and he smashed it on his head. This, that's what TV. Piper was Piper- like. Piper... <laughs> Piper had no respect for a guy like Snuka. Even though the wrestling Oh, that Piper's they had, Piper's the ultimate bad guy. My favorite. Like at that time I don't think he had respect. Like I think yeah. I think that was Roddy Piper the way he was in the early 80s was the way he was. He never worked with Hogan because he wouldn't lose. Yeah. He never fucking lost. He was that he fucking he was one of those guys that lived the character, right? Yeah. And not until later in life did he step away from the character and be his own man and everything like That's- that. That's the guy I knew, was the guy behind Roddy Piper. Yeah, like imagine Roddy Piper. He was going back up, in '84, the fucking up, heyday. You know, hanging out with comedians, and he's, Love he's it. he
2: made such an impression in the comedy community that his name's on the comedy store. Yeah, fucking I miss
0: right. him. I miss him every day.
1: Yeah, me too. And and one of my favorite Bret Hart matches is that fucking WrestleMania rematch with him and. Uh, Roddy Piper for when he inter- won Con the intercon in Elf. Elf. Yeah, because it was, yeah, like, and that's the first time Roddy Piper ever got pinned for pinned the first cleanly. time in 17 years. Yeah. They were cousins, which, hey? Yeah, they were distant, distant cousins. cousins. Yeah, which I love that. I love that. So, you know, I love that Roddy Piper's Canadian. I love that he's so fucking great. And now his daughter is wrestling in AEW. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that so, warms my heart. Anyways, we're going to, on that note, we're going to head out. Uh, where can we find you guys? You guys are out on tour. Out on bail. Tell us where
2: the tour is out on bail tour. In a knife fight in Hagersville at the end of October. Yeah, we're on
0: the No Gods, No Masters. I'm opening for Jason Rouse. You can see me, Sam Walker Live, across all the platforms on social media. And we're going to be doing uh,
1: Burlington, Oshawa, Ottawa, Niagara Falls. I just want to say... Can um, I break some news? No, not yet. Um, I just want to say... Okay, so a lot something that's very similar to wrestling is uh, is comedy roast battles. Yeah, and and you they, they are were all wrestling nerds. A roast battle champion, five time, five time champion in Calgary. Yeah, and uh, the recent one that I watched you do, you were out in Vancouver. And you were going against some riddle uh, Australian girl, uh, English English bird. Eng- yeah, where is her? Okay, L- Lydia Ricards. Yeah, and I don't know who she is. She had
2: a miscarriage after the show. It was so brutal,
1: <laughs> but the show was fucking fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. It was and, a lot of fun, and it was like it was like so evenly matched, and it was so good. Like part of roasting is one thing; it is to have the roast, but to have the Impromptu fucking call, like answer back rebuttal, yeah. is is also I believe just as important as the fucking joke that you tell, and because uh, like, like when I mark it, like when I mock roast, when I watch roast battles, it'd be like okay the best joke overall, but then who had the better comeback? It's a half point. Yeah. So each each point is worth one and a half, and somebody's gonna get it. And sometimes a half might not even be rewarded if there's no good comeback in between. So, you know, your comebacks are fucking great. And it ends on your comeback, like, which is, which is fantastic. So if you can't, if you want to see this, go to YouTube, type in Roast Battle. Yeah, Brett, uh,
0: Brett Forte's Roast Battle on, yeah. on, on YouTube.
1: Or just type in Roast Battle Sam Walker and you'll find these uh, Roast Battles. And because um, Sam Walker is easier to remember than Brett Forte. No, yeah. no offense, Brett Forte. Sam Walker is, is uh, as American as fucking Chuck Norris. You know, it's a it's a great name. Um, Jason Rouse, on the other hand, Jason, what? Uh, where will you be? You'll be with him on the same tour. So all those days, uh, Sam
2: pulled some strings for me, and I got on the tour. It's really cool to be on the uh, Sam's tour.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's great. Sam, when I met Sam, he hadn't been out of fucking Calgary. And now he's Dude, he was touring all over the, the place. He was playing in
2: front of the mall when I met him.
1: Yeah. No, I seen him chugging <laughs> beer bottles. But, like, not beer. Beer bottles. Chugging beer bottles. So. No, this is the final uh, leg of the tour. This is country
2: three or four? Four for me. Three for you. Yeah. And then we have a, a, a final destination in Mexico City in November.
1: <laughs> she um, <laughs> Trying not to get her heads cut off. Yeah. Yeah. doing fist fuck jokes <laughs> in front of cartel yeah Jason one time goes to me Sam. oh I can't do this corporate and I was gonna give it to you but I don't think you're strong enough to do it what do you mean I got a great idea it's where the hell is the angels yeah I can't do that
2: no, <laughs> the no. Fucking... <laughs> there's uh you gotta know your party I would never... I'm like I mean, you tell it each joke in fear like literally I want to have the people for the job you know what I mean I wouldn't put somebody like Terry Clement in a very uh, uh, unimpressible.
1: um... Yeah. I just think this is interesting because Terry Clement was last week's guest. Oh, was it? (laughs) Yeah, it's just so funny. He's at Yak Yak's
2: tonight. We're going to go there after this. Yeah, it's fantastic. I started uh, post-production on my special I shot in Denmark. Oh, it's about time. It's going to come out somewhere by the end of the year. Good. I just talked to the editor today. I'm at the hands of a uh, a, a very busy music video director, but um, he's he's
1: uh, on it, and it's fucking it's gonna be pretty crazy. I can't wait to see it, folks. You heard it here. Jason Rouse has got a special coming out. This is
2: my first hour special since well, since 2000. I had an album, an audio album on uh, Spotify called yeah. Rotten. That was that was some years ago. That was like seven years ago. So yeah, you haven't put you haven't full form, Jason Rouse yeah. up to date. I'm in charge of the whole aspect of this. This is a, a, a sink or swim thing. It's a it's a win win for me. It was long overdue, and I've been kind of squirreling away my career uh, in various parts of outside of North America. But uh, I'm going to put something on the uh, global platform in the near future.
1: That's fantastic, folks. You heard that here. Check out Jason Rouse at jasonrouse.com, I'm assuming. Yeah,
2: everything's there. A safe word podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Rouse 666
1: And uh, you just heard Sam Walker, where you find him, uh, everywhere online. Folks, uh, thanks for letting us put a, a headlock on your ears for a bit. And uh, thanks for listening to us here on uh, Never Sleeps Like Marks Talking Wrestling. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Have a great one.